0: They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often.
1: So I'm really excited about today's episode because we get to talk about sports. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Specifically, we get to talk about college sports. So, uh, for most of you probably know that I wrestled in college. So I actually walked on as a freshman uh, to South Dakota State wrestling team. I didn't really appreciate the coach and the style. So after my freshman year, I redshirted. I, I didn't go out again. I was done. And like, yeah, this isn't all I thought it was going to be. Um, and I actually got involved in uh, student government for the university I was at. So I was elected as one of my college's student senators uh, then I was elected to represent the university at the Board of Regents as the VP for the State Federation of Universities uh, Student student uh, Associations. So uh, I represented all the universities. I went to all the Board of Regent meetings every couple of months and, and all that type of stuff. Uh, and uh, then we got a new coach and I had known who he was and his style. I'm like, I actually think this is the right person that I could, I could actually compete for. Uh, so I actually resigned as uh, vice president of the student federation. Uh, I didn't run for reelection for Senate. And then I went back, walked back on for wrestling for my final two years of school. And uh, my president of the student federation was, uh, was not happy with me because I resigned <laughs> midterm uh, to go do this thing. And um, and we were talking after after every, all the everything had settled down a little bit, and she's like, you know, I, I was talking to my some of my mentors and advisors, and she's like, I don't understand how he could quit uh, being a federation VP and 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 then just go out to be on a sports team, uh, and and I don't understand, you know, he's losing on so many opportunities in, in this position, and she's like, my my mentors all were like do you realize how many CEOs and upper level executives in the business world were varsity athletes in college? <laughs> and she's like, what, really? He's like, yeah. And they, here's all the stuff they get from it. And here's why they're so successful in business. And, and then she was like, oh, now I get it. So, you know, that there's so many overlaps between sports and, you know, competitive sports and, and business. You know, a lot of it is mindset and how you look at uh, getting where you need to be. Uh, And then a lot of it is being really understanding what's going on in your world and how to manage all the stuff at once.
0: That's the first time I've heard that story. It's a a really cool experience that I hadn't heard you talk about before. You know, what's interesting for me is, you know, a lot of my story guys haven't heard. You know, I didn't do the whole sport thing. I did it a little bit in junior high. But once I got into junior high football, I couldn't keep my grades up. And because I was failing classes, I couldn't play sports. So they put me with a group of people called the Flunkies. And that's what they actually called us. They called us like six or seven of us. They called us Flunkies. And in my mind, I'm like, fuck, if I'm going to be a Flunky, let me show you what it means to be a fucking Flunky. And I'm going to own the shit out of this. And that sent me down a path of a lot of really crazy things. Now i'm extremely competitive and when i do play sports you're gonna know i'm there uh, i may not be the most graceful son of a bitch on the field but you're gonna you're gonna know my presence and you know like especially in the marine corps i played a ton of basketball um, in the marine corps because it was just easy sport that you could get together as long as there was a hoop around um, and here's what i can tell you that some of your most successful people in the world come from a sports background and even in this cool day and age that we're living in now if you look at your esport guys which are like your geeks of the geeks you know who that are competing in sports on on games and virtually uh you know they're dominating the world now with the things they're doing and the following and what not they're creating and it's, it's it's amazing how much things like the the discipline of beginning good at a sport to the mindset of you can take a good or negative of, you know, in Kevin's case, getting the right coach to going, OK, now I'm going to go all in for this guy. In my case, having coaches call me a fucking flunky going, hi, hi fuck you, hold my beer and watch this shit. You know, it's it's really telling about how much the sports impacts or the, the how much sports correlates over to the business
1: world yep. and all the things that that happened on both sides of that one of the cool things is i as uh you know i've gotten to reflect back on my uh my sports days in in college one of the really cool things about uh sports was that you were always focused on self-improvement and which is something i had really gotten away from for a long time uh, yeah. And so now I'm getting back into it, and and that, that was one of the really cool things because every time you go in the room, you are looking to improve a skill, you are looking to improve your conditioning, you're looking at you know improving your mental aspect of things, um, you're looking to improve how your knowledge of the competitor and what and and what you're expecting them to do, and but that's it, it's always self improvement. That is literally the whole focus of sports. You know, well, and I, I yes, think... there is that competition piece and that outcome of, hey, I need to win a championship. I need to get to the Super Bowl. I need to win a national championship. I need to do X. But it's all focused around this concept of improving yourself.
0: Well, and I, I think that's the one thing that I would really say that the sports people do better than most. Is they have that big end goal they're trying to get to, whether it's wearing, winning a world championship, the fucking you know world cup, anything like that and it's so stupid that you can't say the n f l fucking championship game anymore because they copyrighted the fucking thing um but but you know the idea that they're after some sort of massive award um is is a huge indicator. That I think a lot of people should lean in on because if you know what that big thing you're trying to accomplish um there's there's a target to aim towards and i think that's where a lot of people screw up is they don't know what they're trying to accomplish you know they're trying to just do a whole lot of things and hope shit works out versus getting dialed into what's that where am i actually going what am i trying to accomplish and I love the idea also of uh, that you've got to train just as hard as you've got to, you know, play because I always ask the question when it came to football specifically, you got the last two minute drill. Why for that last two minutes do they freaking bust their ass 200 billion percent, but the rest of the football game, they don't. And, you know, the theory has always been if you were to play the whole game that way, you'd win every game, but could you keep up that level of intensity? So,
1: Well, if, if, all right, you're going to suck me down a rabbit hole. So you look at hockey. They play that level of intensity the whole game, but they're only on the ice for about a minute at a time. They keep switching out their lines. So they'll a team will normally have three or four lines that they will just rotate every minute or so. Uh, as a, as a, uh, appropriate based on penalties, uh, uh, icing, all that stuff. But they have 12 guys that they rotate. 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 <laughs> uh, life is like a box of chocolates. Right. <laughs> but they would, they uh, gotta stop hanging around all the southern guys. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so, but they, they rotate them and that's they can they play that level of, of uh, intensity the entire game they are sprinting up and down the ice you know whereas you don't have that ability with football you know you you're not switching out your team every every couple plays right you know if they did you know impossible you you could potentially have that intensity where you're playing like that But that's a lot more coordination and you're going to have to have a lot more big name talent to fill out a 11 person team.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting aspect. So which is kind of goes back to this idea of sports and business is the idea of burnout. If you were to stay at that level of intensity
1: nonstop,
0: you would literally burn yourself the fuck out. Yep. You know, if you don't take some sort of, you know, break or anything in there. So that's why I'm excited to bring on uh, Lauren Ammon. You know, uh, you guys will hear me jokingly call her Amex because we couldn't remember how to pronounce her last name for the longest time. So we came up with the name Amex to remember how to call her Ammon. And uh, she's a she's a stud, man. I freaking love talking to her. I love her energy and passion, and she taught us a thing or two. So so y'all enjoy this episode. So I'm stoked for this round. Uh, this is one of my favorite people in the damn world. And for the longest time, I couldn't pronounce her freaking name. So she got a nickname that we call her Amex because that was the only way I'd come close to remembering uh, her name. So we're bringing on Lauren Ammon today and we're going to talk about uh, the inner opponent and the things that come along with that. So Lauren, welcome on, babe. Tell me really quick, what is the inner opponent?
2: Uh, Your inner opponent is the, well, one, first, thank you for having me, two, you know, I love you too. Secondly, the inner opponent is that voice inside your head, and it's the source of all your negative self-talk, your doubt, your fear, your worry, your shame, all of those nasty, shitty emotions that none of us really want to feel, but as humans, it's part of the package.
0: Success Champion Networking has been by far the coolest project we've ever built, you know bringing together like-minded badass CEOs and business owners that are rapidly growing and scaling your business when you do networking the right way you can't help but you know open doors for others help others build their businesses and they help you build yours you know it's time that networking got an upgrade and with success champions networking we've literally changed and solved the problem of what most people hate about networking, you know, no multi-level marketing, you know, no scams. You know, you've got to be a legit badass to be a part of these groups. So, if you're looking to up your game, grow your business, scale, and go bigger, come hang out at networking.com. Why call it the inner opponent? Why not like your inner friend or your inner buddy or your inner pal?
2: It's a really good question um, because it's not necessarily designed that way right you're it's one of the first and foremost right because i work with athletes it's an opportunity to create something that they understand and can work with right but that inner opponent really is your it's 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 almost like a natural defense mechanism that we as humans are born with because it's a part of our survival mechanism and it's our opponent because it's really their it's its first intention is protection but that's because it was their protection against like the elements when we were evolving as humans now it's its sense of fear is all the psychological stuff we're up against and so it truly is an opponent it's its source of protection but it's misguided protection and is now an opponent to us because it keeps us from what we truly want and going after and running after peak performance in any sense of the word and in any realm that we're trying to be the best that we can possibly be
1: yeah as a uh, recovering college athlete. I, I think <laughs> it's a fair, uh,
2: totally fair. It, it's,
1: it, it is an accurate description of what we go through. Um, I, I think the opponent is really the proper term because the words that it, that you hear that inner opponent saying to you aren't necessarily things that you would hear from a buddy or a pal, you know, it, and it might. You know, I think the inner opponent's coming from a position where it's trying to protect you, but it's not doing it the right way. And I I like how you really describe that. But, yeah, it's not a buddy. It's not good things that it's normally saying to you, at least in my experience.
2: Yeah. And if you do have a friend like that, perhaps you need to reassess what you're hanging
1: (laughs) around (laughs) with. It's kind of like we tell... We tell business owners in Champion Stable and through Success Champion Networking, it's like you know you need to find the people around you that have done what you're doing, and you can talk to them about business to them. But to your family and friends who have never had that experience, you can't have business conversations because they're they they're going to want to help and make you more successful. But the things they say aren't actually helpful. Like, oh, why don't you just get a job? Yeah, you know there. That's a, I think it's that same concept. Uh, the inner opponent is just that side of you coming forward. It's like, oh, we got to help Kevin uh, be successful. You should just go study and do stuff and not go work out. Or, you know, you you know, don't try out for that different weight or don't do that. It's instead of, yeah, I know what that's like. I was like that when I was in college wrestling, you need to do this. Just go do it. It's I think it's really a similar concept. Yeah. Yeah. You got a post on LinkedIn
0: that I went and stole a quote from, and I want you to speak to it. It says, the five most powerful words following competition is, I love you, who's hungry. Right? Yes. So, why? So I, I'm, I'm picturing a little kid, maybe your kid, at a competition, left it all in the field. Why is the five most important words, I love you, who's hungry, after a competition? Why not? you did awesome, you did amazing, you sucked, whatever.
2: Well, and this is my personal opinion. You know, as a parent, your job is simply unconditional support and almost neutral and objective support, which is really, really hard as a parent because they're your children, they're your offspring. You're, you believe your job is to teach them, but the inherent flaw in that is you're teaching them from your point of view. They are not you. They are not your children. Or they are your children, but they're not you, right? They're, they're, they're well, not hopefully your We that
0: your children, right?
2: Yeah, right. But, you know, I look at it this way. You know, I had parents who I was a swimmer, can't to this day at 81 years old and 75, whatever they are, cannot swim, literally cannot swim, never played a sport in their life, and that was one of the greatest parts about our relationship growing up. They couldn't relate to anything nothing whatsoever. And so it was often like, okay, what are you doing? What do we need to go? Are you hungry? Yeah. Of course you're hungry. Let's go find something. And you know, back to the point of you're great. You suck. All of that is coming from the parent's point of view. I have to do it as a parent. I literally have to keep my mouth shut because what I will do is I will project onto them. Well, I would have done that during the game. Why didn't you do this during the game? That's not for me as a parent to decide for them because when it's almost like being an inner opponent, I'm taking that learning lesson away from them by interjecting with what I believe they should have done on the field. I wasn't there. I don't know what they're actually thinking. I don't know what they're actually feeling. It's not fair for me to say you should have done X, Y, and Z. One, we're not coming from the same space. They don't think about things the same way I do and they are in the experience. I'm not,
0: you know, The one thing I love about that is when I was doing sales training, I would tell my sales manager that the worst question to ask a salesperson after a sales call is how'd it go? And the reason that's the worst question, because if they don't come back from that sales call screaming, it was fucking awesome. We got it. We won the deal. Is ever, they fucking blew it. Right? (laughs) Because that's, Only time we don't talk about it is when we fucked everything up. And I think the same can be applied to kids. It can be applied to sports in general. It can be applied anywhere in our life that we all should be a little bit cognizant about asking that type of question, how to go or giving advice. And it's really hard not to give advice from your own head trash. Mm -hmm. You know, um, drives me nuts when you know somebody is trying to coach somebody. And they're giving them the advice that they should be doing themselves, right?
1: So, I had the same experience as you did. My parents, when I grew up, my parents didn't do sports in high school. That wasn't a thing. Uh, they, they obviously never wrestled. Uh, my mom couldn't even watch me compete. She would go there and she would close her eyes. <laughs> and then, and, and once it was done, then she could open her eyes and she'd know based on the cheers around her, if I was doing really good or if it was not such a good day for me, but they, they didn't have the ability to be the helicopter parents in sports. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was awesome. Cause literally it was like, I'm proud of you. Uh, are you hungry? Yes. I'm, I'm starved. <laughs> so then, you know, the, they see the team and all the parents would end up at the, the local supper club and having steaks and all kinds of food and just, chowing down because in a day we had to start cutting weight again um but it, it was awesome because you didn't have that and i and i see that now with other kids where the parents are trying to teach them or the parents have actually became the coach of the team I'm like i would have hated having my parents either of my parents as a coach well it's that funny was,
0: my, my mom everybody knew where my mom was sitting any sport i played any one of us boys, she was the loudest woman in the entire freaking place. And if the ref fucked up, everybody fucking knew. <laughs> right. And my mom, God loves her, is the sweetest, the sweetest, most caring. Everybody loves being around her. But when it gets competitive, watch the fuck out. She's all in. And even if her boys aren't good, like I sucked at sports, even if her boys weren't good, you would have thought we were the best players in the fucking field. <laughs> Hands down. But neither one of them were athletes. The interesting thing just on the athlete side of things is dad made us be in a sport every year we were in school, period. We had to play mm-hmm. because his belief was we had to be a part of something or we would leave school itself. Yeah. Because that was his journey. So interesting play. There's another post I want to talk about. So there was a video that a coach put out. Um, and the topic of the video was
1: was real athletes don't get tired. Great athletes don't get tired. Great athletes don't get tired. I'm watching it right now. I've been waiting for the time to bring this up. I I might have a couple other posts already pulled up (laughs) for us to talk about too.
0: So you did a video going straight at this son of a bitch for saying great athletes don't get tired. I know for a fact, that a lot of haters came out of the fucking woodworks on it um, Mm -hmm. uh, on this, which I fucking love Um, because, you know, it's anytime the haters show up, you've done something right. Talk to me about this post. Talk to me about the emotion you had in this and why that emotion was so strong when this happened.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. How did I not know you were going to
1: bring this up? (laughs) This is is (laughs) awesome.
2: Yeah. The emotion behind it is, It's not that I personally don't believe in hard work. It's not that I believe that athletes shouldn't push and push and push to see what they're made of. Where I have issue with this is that is really the only message that is really heard inside of the sports world. That in order to be great, you never get tired. You never show anything other than perfection, other than complete and utter domination. It's just not true it's not true as a human being. We get tired. We feel doubt. We feel shame. We feel guilt. We feel, holy shit, I am tired. Does that mean I'm no longer great? That's what I'm saying. And everybody who came out either called me like a snowflake or I've never worked hard in my life. And I just wanted to say, fuck you. I've done 12 hour practices in my life from 7 p.m. till 7 a.m. I know what it's like to push through something when you feel like you're at the brink. But what my whole point is that that if that is the only message that athletes hear, what can happen, I'm not saying it happens with every athlete, what can happen is that becomes the belief they adopt. And the moment they get tired, that's when the mental trash comes in because the belief then becomes, well, I'm tired. That must mean I'm no longer great. And then the the whole message is, well, you just need to keep pushing. You need to suck it up. You need to keep your head down, shut up and don't show weakness. And a lot of the other comments were, well, MJ and Kevin Durant and Kobe Bryant, they're the ones who pushed through and and never said anything. And, and I, I challenged one of the guys, I said, well, were you an athlete? Did you ever get tired? Like you keep, saying about all these greats how do you know if they were ever tired or never got tired He's like well i've heard enough of their um interviews to say that they never got tired so that's enough for me i'm like yeah that makes total sense thank you I
1: appreciate yeah that. It, it doesn't matter what level of competitive athletics you're at college uh world team pro there we've gotten really good even when I was at division two level to be able to pick and choose what reality we presented mm-hmm. to the masses mm-hmm. you know just because they talk one way because it is a thing you're not going to go to an interview if you're heading into a big game a big tournament conference playoffs uh, conference tournament, national championship, you're never going to put out in an interview about, yeah, you know, I really got tired and I practiced last week. That's not going to ever be the message you put publicly as an athlete, but there's no way for people who have not been in that position to understand what they're saying, you know, what's going actually going on at the practices, what they're saying to their support mechanism that they have in place uh, about what's happening. Uh, and this really feeds into another post that you had that I absolutely love that I bookmarked athletes are no obligation to have their shit together all the time. Yeah. I'm like, thank you for saying that because that is a thing because you know, unless you've competed at a competitive level where you have the pressure of, Hey, I need to win this match or the team is going to lose. I need to win this match or my season is done. Uh, even on within the wrestling room, I have to win this match, or I'm not the starter for the duel this weekend. You know, th- there is all kinds of emotion and pressure going on, and there are going to be times when it doesn't go your way that you are going to lose it, mm-hmm. and you now have to. And it is a, a, a the best coaches will help you figure out one when, when that happens. All right, how do you handle it better the next time? But we're human. <laughs> And the, that's a key thing that you just said. And I think that's really important for business owners as well, for everyone that's listening who is, you know, no longer a competitive athlete, but now in business. And you're trying to hit that, you know, uh, we've, we, we've totally stole the whole concept mm-hmm. that we talked about on SCN, uh, the Badass Live Morning Show, about the five-year-old that's going to play the Super Bowl in 18 years. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, there is that big championship thing that business owners are playing for. And at times it's not going to go, go right. And you're going to lose your shit and understanding how to handle that and how, what the inner voices are actually saying and being able to say, yeah, you just need to shut the fuck up and mm-hmm. stop you know, and be able to shut that off is a key skill for business owners.
2: Absolutely. There's so much crossover between athletics and business. It, it, I mean, it's almost unreal. Like every time I have a business challenge, I'm like, okay, how did I handle that in swimming? <laughs> what did I do? Who did I talk to? What went on? And, you know, the other thing too, is that going back to that comment is, and I was having this conversation with someone the other day, like when someone uh, references Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or Kevin Durant, right? They grew up in a very different world than athletes or even modern day business owners are growing up in, right? Right. The world of information is at our fingertips. Everybody has a goddamn opinion. Everybody wants to believe they're right. And everyone will shove that down your throat. And it's really hard. I don't care who you are to filter that out in any way, right? That's where you have to become very, 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 very mentally strong. And that's part of it too, that what worked in the late nine, early ni- late eighties, early nineties, late nineties is not going to work in 2021, 23, whatever the hell year we're in at this moment. <laughs> But that's the whole message is that as the world evolved, the way we handle it evolves and actually our brains can't necessarily keep up with how we've evolved, whether it's in sport, whether it's in business. And we as humans have to be really cognizant of how we use our minds, what we tell ourselves in order to get through the shit we experience every single day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One thing you told me once upon a time is you can't hold two competing thought processes at one time. like you can't believe it's awesome and and it sucks all at the same time type of concept. Can you talk to me more about that specifically? Because I think often as we're running our companies, we may have big dreams, big visions, big things we're trying to accomplish, but then at the same time, there's the the self-doubt creeping in. So do you want to accomplish big things or do you want to listen to the self-doubt and you can't hold those two thoughts at the same time and be effective? Can you speak to that a little bit?
2: Well, yeah, that's the thing is you, can hold them at the same time actually but that's where it's not effective if that makes any sense right you know you can you can want to build this huge big thing and have that in your mind what you can't do is hold them and actually work on them or work towards one while they're in your mind simultaneously right you either have to it's like, the, it's like the idea of positivity versus optimism, right? Positivity is that kind of, oh, everything's just fine. We're just going to make it and everything's going to be great. Or <laughs> there's the optimism of, hey, I know I'm going to go through some dark days, but I also recognize back to where, what we were talking about earlier this week, like I've got the Super Bowl, however many years down the road, that's what I'm working towards. I know I'm going to go through shit. In order to actually get there, it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be sunshine and roses, but I have faith that I'm going to make it through. That's what it's like. That is the idea of being able to hold on to a thought. That's holding on to one thought of, I know I can make it. I just know I have to trudge through the jungle with a machete in order to clear the path in order to get there. I may walk down the wrong path at first and then I have to pivot. But yeah, you cannot hold like, I suck and I can do this at the same time. Like, they just. They're diabolically or di- what's the word I'm for? They're
1: um, Diametrically.
2: Thank you, Kevin. I knew you would get there. Of course, Kevin. Diametrically. No. Of- I know, right? They're diametrically <laughs> opposed. And to your, what you just said is you have to make the choice of the one you want to believe. And the moment you make the choice is the moment that either you stay where you are because you believe you suck or you keep going because you know you've got to get through shit in order to get through the other
1: side. And that kind of piggybacks on the whole concept of you know you know the universe will provide and that whole idea of you know just put yourself out there and the universe will take care of you It was like no as a 14 year old kid when I started wrestling I was like you know I wanted to be at some point in my career an Olympic champion you know I wanted to be the gold medalist because that was the pinnacle of Olympic of wrestling. Was you were a gold medalist in the Olympics? Wait, they had the WWF Olympics.
0: when you were a kid. Why wasn't it? Yes, that? you could have been the next no. Hulk
1: Hogan. <laughs> and, and, and there was a, there were a pair of twins from a town about forty five minutes from me that actually both won golds, and so they were like kind of the poster boys for for me growing up. But that that whole concept of you know the just the universal provide does not work. I still if I wanted to be an Olympic champion, I had to And just for the record, I never actually was an Olympic champion. I just need to make sure everyone understands that I'm not saying that I was and here's how I got there. I had to put in the work. There were things you had to do. You couldn't just step on the mat and, and be that champion. You had to do the reps. You have to do the, the hard work. And Donnie, you posted the other day about hard work and, and someone, and I, the comment was just awesome. It was like, yeah, another CEO telling people they have to work hard. I'm like, dude, you don't even fucking have a clue about what he's talking about. Uh, and, that mindset piece is really key because you have to understand that, hey, I'm going to have to slog through some shit at some point because nothing's going to be working the way I want it to, but I still have to get through because I got to get the reps in and I need to do what I need to do if I want to get to this championship game.
2: Yeah. I like to find the, you guys know me, I like to find that happy little medium between those two things. So I think that concept of, you know, just throw it out to the universe and the universe provide, I think it's one of those things where it's overused in some respects, but I do believe there's a, a, a bit of truth to that, but only if it's backed by putting in the work to get there. And the reason I say that is going back to athletics, right? And Kevin, you and I have had this conversation. Ask not 10 athletes what their best performance was all about. Nine of them will say, I have no idea. I, I, I don't remember it. I, it just happened, right? Right. But those are those moments where you just released to the moment, right? You put in hours upon hours upon hours of work in the gym, in the pool, on the mat, whatever the case may be. And you got to that moment and you just said, fuck it. I've done what I can do in this moment. I'm just going to surrender to what, I hate the word surrender because it creates a somewhat victim mentality, but I'm going to embrace this moment and just let whatever happens happens. That's where right. I think kind of those two uh, thoughts can come together without going extreme on either one of them.
0: Yeah, I, I can get behind that. You know, I could say, and so we get coming to a close here, but a lot of my years, the problem I faced was I wanted it to come easy. And I just wanted it to fucking happen. And I, I would challenge anybody who's on the extreme side of manifest your destiny type shit that if you go to any, find anybody who talks about you can just manifest your way there, go look where they're at in life and then backtrack how hard they fucking worked <laughs> to get to that place that they manifested, you know, alone. Right. It mm-hmm. is a badass combination of, of both of them. So um, the last statement I want from you is at the summit, the badass business summit, I worked out every morning. I watched you fucking work out every morning and you're a beast. And you coined a phrase during that moment called workout words um, because of the language that came out of your mouth as, as there. So I want people to understand you actually fucking are in beast mode most times and. Fucking, I saw you punish the shit out of yourself uh, in that gym uh, to a level that I could not do. So, so kudos for that. Okay. Why do you do all that? Why that hard? Because I think it's because you're tr- you're going straight at your inner opponent. That's the reason I ask it.
2: There are a couple of different reasons. One, it's what I'm used to, right? So, anybody who knows anything about a year-round swimmer, like, I swam 10,000 yards in two and a half hours. Like, that's fucking it. Um and it, it we were forced to do it. One, I'm used to it. Two, it it is a an outlet for all the shit that goes through my mind. It's a it's a it's a way for my body to say, fuck it, you're not gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> Quite honestly. Um, in a way. And I just I love working that hard because I've I am so motivated. By being able to tell my yesterday version, you had nothing on me.
0: I love it. I love it. How does everybody find
2: you, Lauren? Uh, you can go to performancereimagined.com. It's our website. And then uh, on Instagram, it's performance underscore reimagined underscore.
0: And if you don't watch some of her videos and her some of her freaking dancing and lip syncing and all the other <laughs> craziness she does, uh, and hopefully uh, if you come to the Badass Business Summit, you might get to see her rap. Which was freaking awesome as well. Um, Lauren, thanks so much for hanging out with us, babe. It's been always fun hanging out with you. Uh, love the way you think, and and thanks for always being you.
2: Oh, right back at you. Thanks,
0: guys. All right, dude. I love hanging out with Lauren, dude. Um, I love the fact that we got to go after that one freaking Instagram post with that coach man about not getting tired. I, I just love getting fired up, or, you know, for anything. But the whole idea, yeah. It's-
1: uh, is awesome. that that whole concept is is dumb you know the <laughs> i don't care what level of competition you're at even the most elite athletes get tired and they uh, and there's a reason that rest days are built into a a workout schedule you know yeah. there's a reason after the day after a game uh NFL players watch film they aren't practicing they're going right. and getting you know um, the physical therapy and all the stuff so that they can go back out on the field on tuesday and practice again you know you your body gets tired your mind gets tired uh and it's that's one of the things that lauren is amazing at helping athletes figure out how to actually manage that mental aspect
0: Dude, and good on her for going down that path because she, she's got a wicked battle in front of her because, you know, even growing up as a kid, it was uh, kill, destroy, you'll win at all costs. You know, it was kind of the mentality we grew up on from a, a sports side of things. I mean, Granted, I didn't sport a whole lot, but I never saw any of the coaches sit down and be like, okay, let's take the day off and, you know, meditate, relax, you know, read the playbook. It was, nope five days a week, two a days, you know, and the, and the likes is let's go win. And, you know,
1: I, I yeah, in college, we had a we had a schedule and we knew basically what each day was going to be focused on. And if we had a midweek duel, uh, we know that the day after the practice of that duel, uh, if you were one of the, the starters for that duel, you were going to have a lighter day. And you were going to do, focus more technique and stuff because you just had, you know, you, you were going all out and you had a match the night before. So they let you recover a little bit and then the next day will be a, a hard one. Uh, so, but, you know, it was your body can't perform at 110% all the time. And in business, your mind can't perform like that all the time. You have to have those parts of your schedule where you get to zone out and you recover. You know, for you, it's the farming on Thursdays. Yep. Yep. That is your recovery time. That is your day. That is your film day. If you're a football player. Um, But you have to build those in. And I've gotten over the last six months, I've been much more intentional about my weekends, not just sitting on my computer working on stuff the entire time. know i'm much more intentional all right i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna get these things i'm going to let my eyes recover from the blue light (laughs) from my (laughs) super giant screens uh, and let my brain just process stuff and now that's a lot of what my weekend is is i'm thinking about stuff that i want to then write down and actually do
0: yeah that's huge yeah i i can tell you Kevin and I are both under the mind of do the work until the work's done. I mean, that, that just comes from farm life. And, you know, it's fun to take another another uh, place in time, So farm life to business life, sports life to business life, you know, and how much they correlate and overlap. And, you know, it, it's not necessarily the hustle and grind, but building a business is fucking hard. There is a lot of hard things you've got to do in, in, in to get it done and you guys are going to hear in an upcoming episode where i go to battle with someone over this idea of doing hard things but um the whole thought process of win at all cost or you know bust your ass until you crawl into home plate type thing is, is going to destroy it um, but you still got to get the work done so i loved hanging out with their show you know, you guys head over to her website. Freaking go spend some time with her. She's doing a lot of work with a lot of universities and high schools right now. So, um, uh, if you got your kids going through sports uh, or, or the whatnot, and you're worried about the mindset side of things, how do they keep themselves right to go through it? Man, check out Lauren. Man, she is a beast over at Performance Reimagined. And I'm telling you, I just love hanging out with that girl.
1: Well, and as always. And- and- and it's funny going back to that that video of the coach saying people don't get tired you know if they if the college programs the athletic departments haven't hadn't identified that this was actually an issue where mental mental breaks physical all that type of stuff they wouldn't be bringing people on staff that do what Lauren does right right you know the fact that major universities have people on staff that are Clinical psychologists, clinical sports psychologists to help people figure out the mental game shows you just how important it is and shows you that this is a part of your training and your regimen that you need to, you need to pay attention to. And it's the same in business. There is a huge mental aspect and you need to have someone that can help you with that piece. Agreed. Agreed.
0: So, guys, as always, if you get any value out of this, any tips, tricks, anything that will help us, please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. Comment below with anything that uh, we need to further clarify or any questions you may have. And share this out with somebody who you think would benefit from listening to us. And as always, love you, mean it. See you, bye. Go to successchampionnetworking.com, go visit one of our peer groups, and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.